0: Where did you get all this junk? Oh, where else? The mall. The mall? The mall. The
1: mall has it all. Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to know what all the hype is about, you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Grace.
0: And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about moonlighting. When we talk about moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy award-winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Simple Shepherd. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes.
1: We hope you enjoy this journey with us because we are going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every week. Now, this is going to take several years, as you can imagine. So please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. We will also be releasing bonus episodes of interviews with creators, cast and crew to extend your listening experience.
0: That's right. And we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are. And even if you have some trivia to disclose, our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com and we will include you
1: in our future episodes so stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st Century for some serious discussions. You up for it Shauna?
0: I sure am. Well, Well, let's let's get get started. Who is Maddie talking to on the phone and having a great time laughing, laughing? Oh, my gosh. It's just why would you spend your time in a dance
1: club in the middle of the night on the phone? Yeah, but it's in a nightclub. So why would she be on the phone to who? Now, (laughs) I understand. I know what you're trying to do there, Glenn. You're trying to get them to talk about her while she's not there. Right. We get that. But they can still see her. Because if, if she just went to the bathroom,
0: they couldn't see her, but they're watching her. So they're
1: watching her, yes. Yeah.
0: They did need a way for her to be doing something where she's not with them. They can talk about her, but they they still see her. So
1: yeah. it's a great scene. I just laugh yeah, every time but, I watch it because I'm like, who the heck is she talking to? I mean, she wouldn't be talking to her parents because she's at a club. Why right. would you unless there's an emergency, but there's not an emergency because she's laughing her head off. Yeah. So unless she's talking to her cousin who appears in season five. Oh, God. I am not. Um, Or, no, maybe. she can't. No, she, I was thinking her best friend, um, what's her name? But, no, she died Vivian. with the laser gun. So it can't be yes. her. Because her and Annie used to be uh, roommates in college or in New York and all this other stuff. So maybe she was talking to Annie. Mm, it's just a strange time to be on the phone. I could understand if you had your mobile phone there back in 1985 and you got a phone call from Annie. But anyway. <laughs> I just laugh at that scene, but it's a great scene for them to talk about her and for David to ask him for a loan of $37,000. This is when the amount changes suddenly to $37,000, even though she mentioned $35,000 before. Yes. Um, And he says to Richie, don't tell her. And he goes, you can't tell Maddie, capish?" He talks Italian again. Yeah. What does capish mean? Understand? Do you understand? Yes. Okay. So guess what, Shauna? What? We have our first feet out of the elevator. We do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, The first since the pilot, right? Yes, that is correct. However, in the pilot, um, it happens twice, but the first time is when she arrives to close down the business and the second time is when she shows up angry and she rubs out the blue moon sign. Um, The difference is, is that the camera is not facing the elevator both times. The camera is in the hallway and she walks out of the elevator both times, but still, yeah, she's walking out of the elevator, but it's a different direction, which doesn't begin with her feet.
0: Yes. Aside from the pilot, these are the main episodes and this is the first time in these main episodes Mm -hmm. that we have this staple of the show happening, her feet in the elevator Yes, that's very exciting. Now Maddie comes in into the office and she immediately, um, she kind of acts like she's going to walk towards her office, but
1: she glances towards David's door. Yeah, and then Agnes signals to David's office again. Yeah, again, (laughs) yes, right. She walks to her office and then changes her mind and um, starts towards her office. Agnes signals, goes towards David's office and signals again. So she signals again to let him know, and this is when he jumps onto the couch. Yes. So he's
0: kind of trying to act
1: casual. Yes, he was waiting. And I think that was Bruce. When he lands on the couch and goes, whoa, with his tie, I reckon that's Bruce. Yeah, probably. Because when he did it, he probably thought, oh, my God, that was a big landing. (laughs) Okay. So here's some
0: questions. Yes. And even, you know, thinking of David leaving them when he says, say goodnight for me, we're back at the nightclub now, and he says, oh, I definitely will. Yeah. You've got my solemn word. You've got my solemn word. Okay. In that moment. And, you know, also now David's waiting for her to come in now this next morning, but you know, something else happened in between. And so I'll talk about that too. But did David think that they were possibly going to sleep together? Richie and Madly? like leaving them. Okay. This is where um, I was saying earlier, like he's sacrificing himself. He's sacrificing himself, his feelings about her and everything to make a deal with Richie and get the money for her. Hmm. So his first and foremost consideration is helping Maddie save her house. Whether that even means kind of sacrificing his feelings for her by leaving her with Richie and saying, well, if something happens between them, I'll be hurt. But I also want to like, I want to help her save her house. So I'm going to make this deal, get the money for her. But that might mean sacrificing my feelings or even sacrificing her because she and Richie might go home together tonight.
1: Yeah, and that explains his behavior the next day because you know what? He doesn't know what's happened. It's a very good question. Very good question. I just thought that was kind of selfless on his part because he is hurt, but
0: he is still thinking, I'm going to get this money for my brother to help her save her house. He still has her best interest in mind, yeah. even though he's being hurt by the relationship that's kind of forming between those two.
1: Yeah, and that just shows how much he loves her. I know, it's yeah. so... Sweet. Yet he won't open his big fat trap and tell her. I know.
0: I know. (laughs) But the other point is, I think by the time she comes in that next morning, he knows that they did not sleep together because at some point he met up with Richie, I think that morning, right? And got the money from him.
1: Ah, that's right. He already got the money.
0: Yeah, he got the money that morning. He said, I came in early.
1: So I took that to mean. That he met Richie early that morning. Oh, I okay. get the money. Well, I don't know what bank was going to give them money at seven o'clock in the morning. Especially if you think of it from Maddie's perspective, if she had a thought about it, how did you get the money so quickly at seven in the morning? Yeah, I know exactly. Because they were exactly. at the nightclub, so they would have had to wait yeah. for the banks to open the next morning. <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, you know, if he said he got that money early in the morning, what bank would have been open to? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So still, your point still works. So anyway, very selfless on David's part. He loves her. He can see something developing between them. But still, his first thought is to help her save her house. And I just love him for that. Yeah. He does always put her
1: first. He does. He does. And he doesn't get credit for that. Not by her. Yeah. Not ever, really. So Maddie walks into his office and she's wondering why he left early. And Mm -hmm. she has that outfit on again that you were talking about from her birthday. Yes.
0: She wore that outfit in the episode we were just talking about with uh, the laser beams and Vivian and at SRT. Uh, Read the mind, see the movie. She she wears that brown outfit there, and then she wears it um, the birthday episode, and she's wearing it here, but a different shirt underneath. This shirt is pink, and sometimes yeah. she wears a, another beige one. So yeah, I like how she says, "Hi, stranger, stranger who? Stranger me?
1: Hello, stranger. Stranger who? Stranger me? <laughs> stranger." <laughs> This is another classic scene where he is not giving her an inch. I know. I know. He won't. You know, not showing he cares. She's saying how she likes Richie and he's like, yeah, Richie's great.
0: Richie? Oh, he's great. Just don't want to be around during skin shedding season. Which is a great line.
1: I love that line. In other words, his brother is a snake in the grass, you know? Yeah, he's a snake in the grass
0: and... We don't know what he's done in the past or if he's just talking about like him being a snake, like kind of moving in on Maddie when Richie must know that David.
1: Mm. And this is another line that they get away with. Not that it's rude, but it's like she goes, oh, you know, because she's asking him these questions and he's not giving her anything, and she says, oh, I did it again. And he goes, did what? And would you do it once with me? <laughs> I'm like- what what i know there's so
0: many um innuendos in this episode he's very much hinting to sample her grip you know do it once with me uh when he says and would you do it once with me bruce is laughing out of character he's trying to hold in a laugh
1: yes i noticed that he's trying to hold it in and she's good though she's serious as She just keeps going on with the scene. And I'm like, is he supposed to be laughing or not? I'm like, no, he's not supposed to be laughing. And he pulls his face together after she's
0: serious. Like she stays in character and he pulls himself together. Yeah. 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 Like see that happen. Yeah. So what's Maddie doing here? Like, hi stranger. You didn't say goodbye last night. And, you know, I didn't think you'd notice. I noticed after a while.
1: while. So she's,
0: she's being flirty. And she's also saying like, you didn't say goodbye to me last night. You just kind of disappeared. Like.
1: In a way, I think she was saying, where did David go? She's trying to get a response from him. She wants to yes. know why he left and he's not giving her anything. You're invulnerable, aren't you? So is she trying to harm
0: him or what? You're invulnerable. No, she's, to-
1: she's trying to get him to say the words. I know. I don't know. It's a, funny, he- it's a funny little triangle they've got going on.
0: Yeah. And and so much between the lines in a way with, you know, that I know that, you know, that yes. I know. That you know. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> now, who is going to be the first to say it? It's funny. No, you know, there's uh, a great, there's a great scene in Frasier that does that. It's hilarious. You know, that she knows. Really. It's it. <laughs> the best. Yeah. They both know that the elephant in the room.
0: Yes, you know, and they know what they mean to each other, but no one's going to say it. And they're always one or the other is always pretending like they don't feel that way. And the other one's going to have to say it first if it's ever going to happen. And no one's going to
1: like take that leap because
0: they don't want to get hurt somehow.
1: Yeah. So they sort of say it without saying it. And it's great writing, yeah. really. Yeah. And um, she says something interesting when she says, well, I think she's clearly upset that he's not giving her anything. He's not explaining how he feels. And she goes, well, I'm not going to hang around here today. Yeah, she's got to work. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to walk out
0: again. And that's not like Maddie, not to be no. at work. That's so unMaddie like, you know. No.
1: But basically, she's going to go hang out with Richie. Yeah, but that's when he says, "Hey, blondie, blonde," and throws her yep. the envelope. Yes. There's a line here which I'm just wondering. She goes,
0: Addison, this is full of money.
1: And then David says,
0: "And people say you're no detective."
1: Yeah. Now, is that an in-joke or, I mean, back in those days, was there any articles that said that it's unbelievable that she could be a private detective? I would
0: almost put money on the fact that it's something that Glenn read that says, is she believable as a detective? We don't know, you know, something like that. And people say, you know, a detective, like, oh, model trend detective, what? I bet you anything because there's other lines later in the series where they refer to things that are written about them in real life, you know? So yeah, I think, I definitely think that's a reference to something that was written. Yeah.
1: It's like when David says into heiress human, he says, um, and people say we have bad plots or something, you know, he says something like that. Um, So I think Glenn has a lot of fun with that. Yep.
0: I agree. Or like, Imagine that, someone coming out of the closet on our show, which I think it was like written a bunch in like the National Enquirer that like, you know, Bruce was gay or something like that back in the day. Oh, my God. They'd always like, I mean, they'd always like refer to things that were written about them in the tabloids. So, yeah, I I would
1: say that's definitely a reference for sure to something that was written about the show. So he gives her the money. Yeah. And he says, I found this old bank account. He gives her the $37,000 this is my view on the figure. So she needs 35. He wasn't going to say, Oh, I happened to find $35,000 in an account. So he had to change the figure. Hmm. So okay. if it was me, I would have made it, you know, 38, 37 and a half. Or I made it a funny amount. He didn't want to say, look, oh, I found $35,000 in the account, the exact amount that she actually needed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's changed it to 37. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah. It, is possible, but the only flaw in that
0: is I think later in the show they go back to 35,000 again. They mention um, 35,000 again. They go back to the other figure. Oh, no, she says later she goes, plus the 35,000 you two gave me. So they're saying the wrong figure there again. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't say plus the 37,000 you gave me. She says plus the 35,000 you gave me. Okay. He says something like $37,000. It's definitely, that's the money that you need and that's the amount. And then later she says, plus the 35,000 you gave me. I think, I mean, yeah, we can watch again. And I have watched it, paying attention to the money, like the money amount many times. And I totally see your point about why he would change the amount, but I do think.
1: But you're right, it doesn't make sense Yeah. She should have said, oh, especially the 37 you gave me.
0: Yeah, because she says, I, I tell you, and I would go along with your point, except that she says, Plus the thirty-five plus the thirty-seven that you gave me. No, she says plus the thirty-five thousand thir- you gave me. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, uh, that's yeah. why I think the amount just got like mixed up somehow. When they're writing these things, I think either things got so rushed or people just forgot the dollar amount. I don't know. Whatever. Who knows?
1: And the actors are just gonna go by what's written, so they don't care. They're <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one's like, the other day, didn't I
0: say it was 35? And now you're saying 37. Like, yeah, no one's paying that close attention. Probably they're just like, they're too busy for that. The continuity person should have caught it, but they didn't. So, Mm.
1: But she takes the money and gives him a big hug. And he says, oh, I'm not totally invulnerable, you know. And they look at each other. It's so sweet. I love that moment. I love that moment. She says, thank you. But then she goes, oh, whoever. So she's got an inkling that I don't think there's a bank account, but she doesn't want to spoil the moment. Yes. Two thoughts
0: about that hug. There's a real height difference between the two of them there suddenly. I don't know if Sybil's wearing (sighs) like he looks so much taller than her where they're usually you know their heights he's always taller but like their heights are closer. She looks very like kind of small. I don't know if that's just the way that they wanted it to film like that. Also she gives him this tight hug and he's kind of taking her off of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of like uh, you know there's that like push and pull. I want you, but no, let me pretend, you know, for a moment. Well, that's that I why he's
1: want. saying, well, listen, I'm not totally involved in a rule, you know, so you better, otherwise I'm going to make a move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or
0: you have kind of hurt me, you know, you have kind of hurt me, but I'm pretending that you haven't. And that's, you know, they're always doing that, which is so frustrating, but yeah, that's
1: the way the show goes. I love the extras in the background, watering the plants and, there's a woman on the phone at Agnes's desk. I'm like, since when is there somebody on the phone at the desk? <laughs> they obviously just want to show people in the background. That's fair enough. Yeah. So she walks off, takes the money, yeah. and we don't know where she's going. We still think she's yeah. gone to his off- her, her office, but she's obviously gone, as she she's said left. she was going to. The expression on his face after she walks out, oh, my God, oh my it's God. like he's, he's lost his pet puppy. Yeah. He's like, I borrowed money. Then she had the night with him. I haven't told her how I feel. Can you imagine all these things that are going through his head? Are you starting to get angry? I know. Yes. Plus the money that
0: he borrowed from Richie. Now he's responsible. Now he's in debt. Now he's responsible for thirty-five, thirty-seven thousand
1: dollars. Right.
0: So yes, and now she's run off to go hang out with Richie again, and now he's getting really angry. And he expresses that anger by destroying the bathroom. <laughs>
1: Oh, and he- that's not the first time he does it either. exactly what the is it with time. him and bathrooms and turning on taps and turning on showers and getting all wet <laughs> yeah I just thought of something so when she said I'm gonna I'm getting out of here maybe she already had a little appointment with Richie at her place oh I think they did yeah I think
0: what happened is after David left them at the dance club the night before, she came back from her phone call. They sat and had a drink. They laughed, they talked they maybe danced some more and stuff like that. They had a lovely night. And she said,
1: why don't we pick this up tomorrow at my place? Hmm. Yep. He walks out of his office. No, he doesn't. He's in the office and he's got that look on his face. Agnes walks in. Mr. Addison. I'm confused. Found that out, huh? Darn. We tried to keep it from you as long as we could. Right. So she's adamant there's no bank account. He walks out of the office and they're in the entrance and Mr. Addison, I look after all the bank accounts and there's no other bank account. Now he gets so angry with her. Now he's obviously taking out his frustrations on her and telling her to butt out. She's full on. Agnes, is. this is the first time I've seen her show a bit of courage and say what she feels and, and answer back to her boss. And she's never done that. You know what? She has her certain jobs. And I think she oversees sometimes Maddie's doing the
0: accounting, but anyway, she knows the ins and outs of blue moon. And like one thing she knows is how many bank accounts they have and all of those businessy things. Mm -hmm. Agnes knows about that stuff. And so she knows that there is not a second bank account. Mm -hmm. She's sure of it. And she's calling him out on it, but he's also getting pissed off. Shut up, Agnes. I don't want you letting Maddie know that there's not a second account, so just stay out of it. Because I've already told her this story, and this is what I want to stick to.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I noticed too was Agnes walked in pretty quick after Maddie walked out, so Maddie didn't have a lot of time to tell Agnes that there's another account. It would have sure. been a really quick conversation. Maddie would have just gone, "Oh, David's found another account. That they was a, money." Yeah, it was a it was a quick turnover there. Um, yeah, yeah, but he is really taking it out on Agnes, and that's. That's yeah, wow. Gross. I really felt for Agnes in this scene. Oh my gosh, he's cruel. Like, what he says to her, crawl back into your cage line is like, wow, really
0: mean. Yeah,
1: I mean, if he said it to his brother, yeah, but not Agnes. Yeah, that's no. that's like, ouch, that really hurt. Poor thing, didn't deserve that at all. No, not at all. Yes, so this is the part I want to talk about. <laughs> So yeah. he storms out of Blue Moon, goes yeah. down the corridor yes. and turns into the men's room. Yeah. Now, it's actually not possible for a men's room to be in that position because he would have walked straight back into Blue Moon. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, so
0: yeah, it's a office.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I watched it and I watched it. And it's such a short space between that door and the men's room that he was either going to turn into Maddie's bathroom or yeah. before that into that little office that's outside Maddie's office. Right. Yeah. If that's they had not... made it on the other side of the corridor, I would have believed it. But yeah. yeah, where the door is, you're stepping back into Blue Moon. So that was interesting. But it cuts off. They show a piece of wood there and it cuts off just before he gets to it.
0: No, I noticed that too. Yeah. And later when he heads out i'm skipping ahead a, a tiny bit when he comes back after he apologizes to agnes and he leaves blue moon again he goes to the right again normally they always go yeah. to the left to leave. i know
1: and there's a lot you of know? scenes where agnes does that too she goes that way instead of going this way i don't know
0: yeah i don't know it's like going, they're but in character
1: they're... and they're worried about their lines and they just walk out right so he vandalizes the bathroom <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, like, destroys that. Oh, you know, he's knocking God. everything
1: uh, off so the angry. walls, batting things around, turning on all the taps. And I think he's just angry with himself as well, you know. And that scene reminds me of um, a scene in Desperately Seeking Susan where Madonna, she yeah. basically can, cleans herself up in the bathroom and she puts the hand dryer on and she's, you know, drying her underarms. And Oh, um, one question. When he's talking to Agnes... Does he say no butts and no babies? Yes. Or does he say no butts and no maybes? Well, I thought that too. It sounds like babies to me. It does sound like babies, yeah. Mm. No butts and no babies. No babies. Yeah. yeah. Was that a saying then? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Or just Glenn being silly or something.
1: So he wets his pants again and yes. he's trying to dry them with the hand dryer. And he realizes somebody's about to walk in and... They wash their hands and walk out, but obviously they don't. It's Mr. Navarone washing his hands. That's what I think. Yeah. First of all, I'm a little confused as to why Mr. Navarone has come to Blue Moon. How has he confused Richie with David? Yeah. He keeps calling him Richie as he's putting his head down the toilet. But yeah, that's just something in the plot that's not right. But you know what? It's funny. It's hilarious. We don't care. Yeah.
0: It won't be explained, yes, yeah. but, yeah, but it doesn't make sense for sure.
1: But I like how they show his shoes at the, <laughs> he can't get out of the toilet. And he's seen Mr. own shoes. Mr. Addison. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mr. Addison. Yes.
0: Mr. Addison. Hey, come on, pal. We're in the toilet. Call me Dave.
1: It's the one of the best lines. Hey, pal, we're in the toilet. Call me Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's
0: so good. Yeah. And David saying something like, pretty soon nature's going to make it so you
1: want to be on this side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, eventually. <laughs> and also, how did he know he was in the men's room? Unless, you know what, he could have gone into Blue Moon after David's walked out and said, I want yeah. to speak Mr. to Mr. Addison. Mr. Addison, right? yes. Yeah. Mr. Addison, and Agnes has said, oh, he's gone to the men's room, and of course, he's yeah. going to follow that's him. True. Could be that.
0: So- then he, like, slams the door open, slams David against the wall, and, you know, there's bloopers for these scenes that are pretty and, funny to watch.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I can see how, how hard that line was for Edo Ross to say. Yeah. Because, fr- uh, what does he say? Um, you're freely taking from Philadelphia, you know, and he has to say it so fast. I don't think
0: you understand, Richard. Wait a minute. I don't think you understand, Richard. Richard. My name is Navarone, yes. and that $100,000 did that you Richard, find and have been know. spending so freely Wait, from Philadelphia to California is mine, mean, and I want to... Uh,
1: it's oh, so good and i love, I love, love that richard. blooper how he stuffs it up and kisses bruce on the cheek yeah.
0: oh, i don't think you understand richard Richard, wait a minute i, don't, you I don't, understand I don't, richard my name is navarro richard. that's a hundred thousand dollars you find and so vince free and i <laughs> 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 did you notice that um how it's edited he shoves bruce's face towards the toilet and his hair would be wet or whatever and then he pulls his head up and his hair is dry yeah, it's kind of chopped up in a way where it's like sometimes Bruce's hair is wet and sometimes it's dry, like when it shouldn't be, you know.
1: The so. only thing I noticed is when Mr. Navarone left, he's got this fringe on his face, a curl, yeah. but he yeah. moves it back. But when he uh-huh. goes into Blue Moon, it's back again. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That's a great scene. He goes, because yeah. next time we're not going to have time for drinks. <laughs> that's right. I'm not going to
0: have time for drinks. Agnes is like surprised to see him all wet and everything like, what happened? And she's talking to him at first. Then she remembers that she's mad. Like, I'm
1: not talking to you. Yeah. And I love how he says, yeah, somebody left the toilet seat down. I hate it when they do that.
0: Some guy forgot to lift up the lid. I hate that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So funny. So funny. So funny. We hope you're enjoying listening to Moonlighting the Podcast, and for all you devoted Moonlighting fans out there, we now have Moonlighting merchandise. Check it out at redbubble.com people moonpod2016. So I'm glad, I really like this scene that Agnes has stood up to him, basically, wake up to yourself, don't take out your crap out on me. I'm not just somebody you can push around in this office, just because I make less money than you. Yeah. And I like how she cuts him off. She goes, that's all. That's all. Yeah. He does sincerely apologize. He realizes that. Um, yeah.
0: He... Like you were mean to me just because you could be mean to me, you know? Yeah. It's like he's not taking it out on the people that he's really angry at. He's just taking it out on poor little Agnes, who's only telling the truth. Yeah. She's telling the
1: truth. He's the one that's lying. And I love it. It's a great intense scene between Agnes and David. Yeah. You don't get many of those. No. She's rarely mad at
0: either of them. You'd be hard-pressed to get her mad at either of them. He sure pissed her off in that moment, which rightly so. Yes, I'm glad that Agnes stood up for herself for sure.
1: And they did another Days of Our Lives scene where they're not facing each other. She's got her back to him, you know, the usual soap thing. Mm -hmm. And she goes, she's at her house. And he starts to walk off. And she goes, you're forgiven. But watch it. Watch it. I know where you live. I don't know whether that was needed. That last sentence. Yeah, um, it's probably not. But, but watch it. I know we live. I don't know whether I would have put that in. To be honest, I would have just said she's at her house, and she would have said you're forgiven, and that's it. Let's go fade yeah. out. He goes out the wrong way, but who cares, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He goes the wrong way. So funny. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention too. Um, that when Mister Navarone comes into the toilet and he talks over the oh, door. Yeah. He yeah. goes, Mr. Addison, he goes, yes, and he goes,
0: you have something that belongs to me.
1: So it's just to remind the viewer that this is the guy that was on the phone.
0: Oh, uh, right. You know yeah, it's mean? a call back.
1: yeah. It's funny, you've actually got to watch the episode as if it's a first-time watch. You're a viewer yeah. back yeah. in 1985 watching TV, and yeah. we've got the benefit now of watching it over and over. We know <laughs> that the character's back to front. But back then, you had to remind the viewer that, You have something that belongs to me. So, oh, that's the guy that was on the phone. Yes, because now he's talking to David and we know that, but he doesn't know that.
0: So you have to remind the viewers that this is a guy who's actually looking for Richie. And, yeah, you're right. You have to kind of do a callback to make that clear. Now we're back at Maddie's house with Richie and Maddie.
1: And that bloody doll on the piano. Yeah, that horrible doll (laughs) on the piano. (laughs) Maddie's taste and decor, yeah not uh i guess for the time the decor of the house was lovely very very nice same with their office there's a lot of clients have walked in and said oh what a lovely office but as i've said before to me it's cluttered i'm into less is best that's my view minimal
0: yeah maddie's is cluttered i don't get her taste and style but whatever she's playing trivial pursuit with richie now, the game board is not Trivial Pursuit. The game board is something else, but the cards are Trivial Pursuit. And it's like a mix of two games. I forget which two games. I read it like on one of the moon landing boards um, a while ago. But the game board that they're actually playing with is not a Trivial Pursuit game board, which is kind of funny. I don't know why they mixed two games together. It's
1: funny you should say that because... I've got the Trivial Pursuit game, which is in my garage, but I don't think I've looked at it for 25 years or something. And I did look at the board in the show and thought, I don't recognise that. But then I just thought, oh, yeah, well, I haven't played it for years and I can't remember what it looks like. So that's interesting why they would do that.
0: Yeah. It's like, did they not have the whole game set or something? And they just said, I'll just throw a game out there. Any game, it doesn't matter. I don't know.
1: But the card he was holding, does that look like a Trivial Pursuit card? I didn't look.
0: Yeah, the card is a Trivial Pursuit card, but the game board, the game board that they're playing on that has little pieces, that's not a Trivial Pursuit game board.
1: All right. So why would they do that? Why would they have a card from Trivial Pursuit and the board from another game? I don't know. Was it maybe they didn't like the look of it, the colours on it? You know, I know that things had to match. um, That's true.
0: It could be a lighter board or something like that, maybe because maybe a Trivial Pursuit board is like, darker but I don't know who knows who knows
1: yeah and one thing I noticed is she's gotten changed
0: yes but okay this dress first of all why would you go home and change it into that dress okay it's kind of sexy I guess if you're having someone come over
1: But mm-hmm. definitely
0: doesn't okay the thing about the dress it looked like the most uncomfortable dress to wear even like as Sybil was wearing it mm-hmm. she's like holding it together. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's a wrap dress that comes apart in the front really easily. Yes. And it does come apart in the front in another scene, which you may have seen, but I'll point out. Yes. But even when she's talking to Richie, you know, the point where she says like, we can't do this because, and he's like, David, and she's like, David, she's like holding the dress together in the front because the damn thing looks like it stretches, gets misshapen and opens up in the front super easily. It looks like an awful dress anyway.
1: Yeah, because he stands behind her and he's holding on the shoulders and it sort of goes out of whack, so she's putting her hands there to put it together. Now, even back in 1985, they had those wardrobe in TV shows use this invisible tape that they would stick it together. Yeah, right. So I don't understand why they wouldn't have done that, unless it's a prelude to that later scene that you're talking about. Yeah. To I make guess, an issue of that dress, how you get to see her bra later. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: Which, which, again, can we do a second take on that? Her, like, whole bra and pop out? I know. Like, what? That didn't seem like in the 80s, like, anything that you would keep in.
1: I think it's so odd that they've left that yeah. scene in. Because that particular cut was only seconds. It's not like they had to do a whole, uh, you know, 10-minute dialogue again. Maybe um, they didn't notice the first time. Maybe. You know? Oh, she would have bloody felt it. <laughs>
0: You know, it'll come apart yeah. yeah it's funny somehow they may not have noticed because maybe they didn't have the big monitors and stuff like that yeah it's definitely
1: um it's interesting mm-hmm. and it's interesting how he goes oh you can't be sick of me already
0: Maddie you've only known me for 18 hours you, you you can't be tired of me already I mean that would be a female land
1: speed record yeah
0: that would be a land speed record yeah you can't be sick tired of me already so that tells me that women often tire of him kind of quickly do you get that sense from him saying that?
1: Possibly, yeah. Because he's he is high maintenance. <laughs> he is definitely high maintenance.
0: Yeah, kind of like the more you get to know him, the more kind of high maintenance he is. Yeah, it's true.
1: Mm. And she admits that she has feelings for David. Why I she, know. Yeah, and that's why she's saying, you know, I have a confession to make. So, wait, I
0: have a confession to make. Well, she says like, Richie, I don't think this is going to work or I don't think
1: this can go on between us. Is what? What does she say? Okay, so... Like, He asks her about the Walton's dog, name of the Walton's dog. She puts down her food and says, I've got a terrible confession to make. And she gets up.
0: This scene, it just seems like it should be a bigger reveal to audiences. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a big confession to make. I don't think this is going to work out between us or whatever. And he says, you can't be sick of me already. Right. And then he goes, is it because David? And she goes, David. Right. Like they both say his name. Like they both know that because of David. Mm Hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's a big reveal. It is a big reveal, which wasn't even, I don't know, just maybe because like nothing more really comes of it in the moment. I know, but they don't make a big deal of it. Yeah. No, no. But he knows and she knows. you blink, you miss it. It's Yeah. That's why I'm wondering if it goes back to the conversation about, was he just a safe person to be with? She knew that it was only going to go so far because of David, but she does admit that because of David, this can't go on really any further. And then right on cue david bursts in the door kicks her door open
1: i love how they go who is it david and he's like dave david um, david and he pushes the door open like now in yeah. other episodes he has got into the house very peacefully but no this episode he wants to kick the door in like a big macho man that he is and i just love <laughs> it's the best Love well, he goes you're a dead man And he checks his pulse. You're a dead man. Beg to differ with you, bro.
0: (laughs) Beg to differ with you, bro. I love it. That's a great line. That's a line that I say to myself when I hear that. You're a dead man. I always think of that line. Beg to differ with you, bro.
1: It's the best. (laughs) This is the scene where I just laugh because it's the first scene that Maddie and David get to roll on that carpet. (laughs) The only problem is Richie's between them. Uh, That's true. Flash forward
0: two years and they'll be rolling around the carpet for a different reason.
1: That's right. Now, I noticed a, a goof in this scene. So David confronts Richie about the money. The first scene, Richie is in between them both when they're rolling around. And when she gets back up, David is in between them. Between no, her really. and Richie, oh. yeah. So they do a swapsies somehow. Now, oh, that they true. would have no, known no. that when they were filming. So why would you change positions, unless yeah. there was more that was cut? That's possible too. Yes. So that's in the true. first scene, yeah. there's Maddie and David and Richie's in between. The second cut, yeah. there's Maddie and Richie with David in between. That's when she gets oh. up. The green cushions fall on the ground. Um, and another goof I noticed was when he sat back down, Richie was telling them how he, you know, he's always looked up to David. First cut, he's talking, and there's a green cushion on his right. Yeah. And then they go to them too, and then they cut back to Richie, and then he's got two cushions, one on each side. Oh, really? How funny. Yeah, it's just kind of comical with the uh, rolling around, them fighting, Maddie
0: trying to mediate, and her like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're just seeing more of the brothers' rivalry and, and all of that.
1: The only thing, the other thing I noticed too is a couple of times, on and off, the green pillows disappear. They're on the ground, then they're not. Then they're on the ground, then they're not. Um, uh. When she when she did say uh, "stop it, stop it," I was surprised. I could understand David saying "shut up," but not Richie. Shut
0: yeah.
1: up. Yeah, they both say it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. that's
0: pretty funny. Yeah. It yeah. Was Oh, uh, one thing I will say is there's some Stooges sound effects and references in here. In this episode twice. And one is, um, I think Sybil goes like, something like that. There's some Stooges sound effects. And when they're running in the mall later, David or Bruce does another Stooges kind of movement when they're running and like going around a corner. He does this like like yeah. skittering around yeah, yeah. So the stooges just seem to be like ever present
1: part of the comedy on set they must have always been talking about the stooges i'm gonna add a little stooges in here but you're right about maddie whenever she's in some sort of tense situation she does that you know that funny sound it's so funny she does it well yeah she does
0: yeah i just think that was something that her and bruce must have uh talked about or bonded over a lot or something you know because mm. they both do it a lot
1: so um, David yeah. wants to get down to it. Where the hell did you get that money? And he rolled in it, put it in stacks. Now, I have a question. Yeah. They went out the night before. It's now the next day. He's made a date with Maddie to come to her house. Why is he in a suit? Well, I know. It's kind of like she's dressed in this nice dress and he's dressed in this nice suit. So, I mean, why would you dress up in a suit to come over to her place the next day? Unless you're really trying to impress her like he's a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been in jeans you know what i'm saying
0: well yeah uh, does anyone wear like a track suit sweatpants or anything like that like even maddie could be in like something way more casual than this dress it looks super uncomfortable mm. um yeah and he's like in the suit but i don't know that was just like something in the in the times i think he was trying to impress her if, if there's a reason that he's in the suit otherwise it just seemed like especially early days of moonlighting Suits were the thing. Everybody is putting a suit, whether you're a drug dealer, whether you're David's brother, whether you're like a hitman or whatever, everyone's wearing a suit. Yeah, it's you know? interesting
1: the times, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I counted four outfit changes for Maddie in this episode, but one mm-hmm. of them is the same outfit. When's that? The beige jacket. She wears that twice, I think, because she wears it at the end too, doesn't she? Um, hmm. notice. I don't know if it's
0: the same one at the end. No. You mean when she comes she to his office it. about?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I'll
0: have to take a look. Um. I don't think so because it has that leather patchy thing here. I think she's wearing just more of a beige. I'll check.
1: I'll check. In that case, there's four outfit changes, if that's the case, if she wears a different one right at the end. Yeah. I didn't take much notice because I was <laughs> tired last night. Anyway, so Richie explains about the money. <laughs> I mean, it's so random. He bought a garage door opener. Sorry, what? sorry. What, happened? Uh, I'm what sorry. are you I was doing? To,
0: I was trying to check her outfit.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. That's a different outfit, by the way. Oh, cool. All right. So, yeah, so she's had four costume changes in this episode. I don't wow. think she's ever had that many changes. And we haven't had a door slam yet. No so- singing Bruce and no rhyme so far. Right yeah so so random that the writers choose a garage door opener for him to buy yeah that yeah maybe
0: those were kind of new at the time though you know what I mean and maybe like um grace beg to differ with you (laughs) yeah I count five outfits five which one did I miss okay she's wearing a yellow outfit in the cold open then in the office she's wearing a pink dress then when she goes out with Richie and David, she's wearing the white satin dress. Uh, then she's wearing her brown outfit, uh, might be six. Her brown outfit when she is in the office with David and gives him a hug and all that. Then yep, she changes yep. into the blue dress when she's home with Richie. Yep, and then she's wearing yep. a beige blazer, six six outfits in this. And then she's wearing a beige blazer and skirt outfit for
1: the ending. Oh, my God. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So we've had six Six outfit changes. Outfit wow, that changes is. for this episode. Oh, my gosh.
0: That's a lot. Wow. That's definitely like more than we've ever had. Robert Tudorus was working hard yeah.
1: on this episode. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Like we diverged and, here. but And then Richie mentions pointing to Bruce, too. I thought that was interesting how it was like the Twilight Zone. I know. Yes. I noticed that, too. Yes. Yeah. It's like the Twilight Zone. And he's walking towards Bruce when he says it, though. So it's like, you know, it it was
0: a reference to him being in the toilet. Definitely. I agree with that. Yes, definitely seemed like that. Now we get some more insight into David's past about how he was the cool guy. He was the cool brother. He had jazz or whatever he describes it. And that everybody loved Davy, David, whatever they called him. And Richie was always just kind of trying to keep up with his cool older brother is it weird that, like, I always think of Richie as older. Do you ever think, do you think of David as older or Richie as older? I always think of Richie as older, but he's not. He's
1: younger. No, he's younger. Why do, do I always think that? Because he's taller. <laughs> that's probably why. Does he act more mature? But that's very common in siblings, that the younger one is, is taller. Like my two yeah. oldest grandsons, I've got the 18-year-old and the 17-year-old. The 17-year-old is way taller than the 18-year-old. So Uh,
0: sorry if you're listening, Joshua
1: and Caleb, but (laughs) yeah, it's very common.
0: Yeah.
1: It really uncovers a lot this scene how Richie disclosing how he's always tried to impress David. And David's shocked by this. Yeah, he never really saw it like that. No. David's being his cool self, you know, back in the day. Everybody wanted to be on Davey's team, walk on his side of the street. Yep. And we definitely get that from him. We know that he's the
0: cool guy. And Where'd you get all the stuff? The mall. The mall has it all. I love that. So It sounds
1: like for convenience of the plot that he has come to L.A. and spent the money in L.A. because how was he going to return all the stuff he bought in Philadelphia?
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's funny the different things that when they're returning everything, the different things that he bought with the money, a bathing suit, a um, what was David returning? Oh, the crossbow. Crossbow. Yeah, just a bunch of random, like, stupid stuff. That fur coat that David puts on, which is hilarious when David puts yeah. that fur coat on. Okay.
1: I know. So Richie's bought this beautiful fur coat. Did he buy that for Maddie? Who the hell was he going to buy it for otherwise?
0: I think he was just buying a bunch of stuff, I know. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was for Maddie. But
1: I think- yeah. So he's telling the story and he goes, okay, we'll just return the money. How much you got left? 1100 bucks. <gasps> 1100 bucks." So Richie says, you know, I'll return their money. Plus, there's that other money. Yeah. What other money? Not a word, not a syllable. Not a word, not a syllable. And she goes, all right, great. This is like living in a foreign country. (laughs) That's funny. So the end of the scene is, um, he goes, where'd you get all this stuff? The mall, the mall has it all. And now we're at a shopping center. Mall, sorry. Yes. Is this shopping center on Wilshire? Because it had a Wilshire sign on the wall okay the bullocks wilshire yeah i think this is the
0: beverly center but let me i was going to search that as well but i'm going around to it let me yeah bullocks Wilsh- wilshire um mall uh bullocks wilshire located 3050 wilshire boulevard los angeles bullocks hmm maybe they're not at they're at a mall though see i, I thought they were at the beverly center which is a huge mall but then This might have been a mall at the time that was like a department store that maybe a mall was built around. I don't know.
1: Mm. Plus that Bullock sign, they could have put that there. I do think it was
0: part of the mall at the time. I do think it's authentic. I saw like an FLM's, which is a chocolate shop. I saw the movie theater. I saw that uh, at the top of the elevator. Yes, yes. Yeah. I would love to see what movies were playing, you know. Mm. I couldn't quite make it out. But let me just put in the Beverly Centre and see if um, might have been that because Beverly center is like the biggest and most famous of the malls. I don't know. I think someone can correct me out there if I'm wrong. Maybe Diana knows. I think this might be the Beverly center. That's so all right. Let's just say that's what it is. The Beverly center was like, yeah, that was kind of uh it sent some other movies and stuff. It was like the big center of shopping back in the eighties, you know, before like internet and all of that stuff. I think it's still open, but definitely it's not as busy these days, obviously. So they all kind of split up and they are returning Richie's goods, you know, to get the money back. And
1: Yeah. And um, David's returning the crossbow and there's this girl looking at him and he's looking at her. Did you notice that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't notice that, actually. He's, oh, he's flirting bad. with the, a girl that's shopping in the store when he's returning the crossbow.
0: Oh, oh.
1: Really bad. That's so
0: David, isn't it? Yeah. We should keep a count on how many other girls David works with, you know.
1: Oh, God, that's what we should have done. Yeah, so Maddie comes out of the jewelry store and um, meets up with David and says, Well, we've got 33,000 so far. And he's got this really happy expression on his face. You can't believe that Richie has come to impress him. I know. It's so good. So, what do you think? I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So, Richie's returning the bathers, <laughs> swearing that he wore underwear. underneath. <laughs> They look like really
0: small swim trunks too, don't they? Yeah. He's like holding those up, like, really? How tight and short would those be on Richie? Um,
1: Mm -hmm. Then we got Maddie and David in the men's store, and this is where they do that Miami Vice blooper. Yeah, which is so funny. Do
0: you have the Miami
1: Vice look here? It's a good line about the virgin wool.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. Now, I don't know when Sybil filmed, there was a miniseries that she did called The the Yellow Rose Mm -hmm. and Don Johnson was in that. In Sybil's book, she talks about how she was on set, you know, The Yellow Rose with Don Johnson and they were all like, had little houses on set, I guess. Maybe they spent the night in or they had a trailer or something. Mm -hmm. And he came to visit her one night and she ended up sleeping with him. Oh, really? With Don Johnson, yes. But she said it was like a very quick and kind of hurried shag. um, For lack of a better. Yeah. They just kind of like, the next day they just kind of went on like It was never brought up again. She didn't sleep with him again or anything like that. So it's just this like one quick little affair that she had with him at the time.
1: Oh my God, that's amazing that she's actually mentioned that.
0: Yeah, that's in her book. And so I'm wondering, was it this summer that they went away? Like, I want to look at the timeline and see like when she filmed The Yellow Rose. Right. Because she could have just slept with Don Johnson, like, you know, and then they're like mentioning Miami Vice or whatever. And the funny thing is like Don Johnson and Bruce Willis used to like hang around together. Yeah, because I thought it was a reference to him being in Miami Vice. I think it's that too. And they may not even have known that she just slept with Don Johnson, but no, she did. I don't think that's something she would have spoken to him about. You wouldn't think I don't know. They were both pretty open, I think, you know. I don't know. I wonder if they talked about stuff like that. Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, who knows?
1: It's a big mystery.
0: But anyway, yes, let me, uh, in fact, on that note, let me look up the yellow rose while we're talking, but we can go ahead. But yes, the wool, you know when they say virgin wool? You know how they say virgin wool? How do they know? (laughs) That's such a like dumb David question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, obviously it was, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. But I don't understand why Maddie's looking at looking at a tag of clothing it's men's clothing like why would she even be yeah. interested and she goes oh yeah. look at this now what is she trying to say is the price too much or is the price on sale or is, i don't know anyway yeah it's a great setup for mr navarone to grab david through the clothes and say oh look at this look at um, this yeah. yeah mr addison what do i look like let me ask you something mr addison What do I look like? I don't know, about a 42 long? Long, Yeah, again, the play on words. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I know, it's so great. Such a good play on words. Always. Now this is when Navarone pulls her through because she's wondering what David's doing in the middle of the clothes and he pulls her a bit hard and yeah, her bra is exposed. Yes, which I always just find so funny. But then in the next cut, she's covered it. This um, thing that
0: she did with Don Johnson is called The Long Hot Summer. Sorry, not The Yellow Rose." Yeah, he goes, join me in the sitting room or something. And she goes, but that's just for men. I'll, I'll wait here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then funny. again, seen one man with oh, yeah. socks, you've seen them all. Yeah, then again, you've seen
0: one man in the socks, you've seen them all, which begs the question how many men has Maddie seen in their socks? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's a sure. you know, question that Dave is trying to get out of her later in the series. All right. So they finally distract him and push him the clothes, and the rack falls on top of Mr. Navarone. And the chase is on through the shopping centre. How exciting. And the music begins. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's so good. Yes. They're on the run. Now, obviously, they couldn't put her in runners because the scene was a wide scene from way back. So she's running around holding her shoes. I know. I don't know how she didn't slip over because she's wearing oh, a pantyhose, I know. right? Yeah. But there's a scene where they're running away from the camera and the back of her feet are really black. Now, I don't know whether they're dirty or whether they've put non-slip stuff on her mm-hmm. feet.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: yeah. Have a look at it. It's a great scene them running around. They're holding hands. Um, I know. They're holding yes. hands, pulling her around. When they meet up with Richie, Richie's holding her arm.
0: Yeah, I think I I love that. I love that image of them like running together, and her in the middle, and David and her holding hands, of course, and Richie Mm -hmm. holding on to her. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. In later episodes, they would have just put shoes on her. You know, I mean, she would have just worn her damn runners, as you said. Yeah,
1: you know what? I've just finished watching the season again, and yeah, I think in season five, it's like, oh, we don't care anymore, and it's blatantly obvious that she's not wearing her heels. They gave up. Yes, and she gave up completely. Yeah, so they're running up and down the escalators and when they slide down, Mm -hmm. um, you can tell it's Bruce, but obviously it's the body double for Sybil because the hair's wrong. The hair is totally wrong. Whoever did that? Yeah, a bad wig.
0: Yes, Bruce slid, but she did not. He helped her up there, but then they cut away from that and he slides,
1: but it's the double behind him, yes. Oh, that's right. When they meet up with Richie, he goes, what's up? And he goes, this is your benefactor. (laughs) 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 when they meet up with Mr Navarone yeah it's really good how they thought they lost him and he's come down the escalator behind them yes and he goes yeah it is a pistol in my pocket which for those of you who've never heard of Mae West because she goes back a long way Yeah, She was an actress back in the 30s and 40s, and she was quite famous for her double entendres. And this is where the similarity is between her and Glenn, because she wrote a lot of these phrases for her movies so that a lot of the words could get past the senses. Um, Mae West actually said this saying back in 1936 when she arrived at the Chicago railway station and there was a police officer waiting for her to pick her up to take her home and she said to him is that a pistol in your pocket or are you just glad to see me (laughs) her second movie actually was in 1933 which is a really good movie actually you should watch it it's called she done him wrong and there's a lot of double entendres in there and she's also famous in this movie for saying come up and see me sometime (laughs) yeah so good Maddie goes to give him the money back and he goes, No, how about we go somewhere where it's nice and quiet? So he said, Go to the movies. And of course, Richie being Richie, what's on? Yeah. The guns of Navarro. Yes. And uh, David. You didn't know he was going to say that? You know what? That would have been so good if David looked at the camera and said that. Yes. He should have looked at the camera and go, No, you knew he was going to say that, right? <laughs> yeah, should I should have seen that coming a mile away. So he's walking behind them with a gun and everything, and David comes up with an idea that, oh, this place is a bit dull at the moment. How about we liven up the party? Yeah. And he's telling them to shut up, and they start throwing the money over, but what does David say? He screams out something, but he's screaming out so loud, and I didn't put the subtitles on for this, actually. Mm, can, I, can I listen to it real quick here? Attention
0: shoppers! Oh, he says, attention shoppers. Oh,
1: attention shoppers. So, yeah, he says, attention, shoppers, and then he throws the money. Throws the money over. And the look on Navarone's face, oh, my God, the poor bastard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> but, he didn't but, know who he was dealing yeah, with,
0: the Addisons. Yeah.
1: And what's so noticeable in this scene when they're at the balcony is how tall Richie is. He towers over the rest of them.
0: Yeah, gosh, he is so tall, yeah. They're all pretty tall, you know? Yeah, and Edo Ross oh, I
1: mean, was 5'10". Okay. And Sybil's about five, eight-ish. Bruce is about Mm. six, one. Honestly, it was so noticeable as they're all standing together in a line. Yeah. It was pretty risky for David to suggest that because that
0: guy had a gun. I know. Yeah. As Glenn says, there's never any real jeopardy.
1: Mm. No, of course not. Yeah, you're right. In real life, you're not going to throw his money away. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to do that. Now, The next scene, there's a
0: very interesting shot, how it opens in a very, the cameras, were you going to say that too? Yes. It's like a shot that we never really see again. No. You know? Nope. Yeah, you get a totally different
1: view of the office. here. I think you see it in the pilot, but it's not as wide when they come back to the the office. But one thing I noticed, it's a bit hard to explain on the podcast, but normally his office is flat to the wall of the waiting area. But this yep. scene, this wide shot, has got yes. a nook. There's a nook right. and then his door. Yeah. Um, Can you see it? <clears throat> those listening, Shauna has got the episode up on her screen and she's having a look. A little nook. Let's see, I have to get back a little bit now. A little nook. Well, um, there's an alcove, right? So she comes in and there's an alcove and then the door. And you're saying normally that's all flat. That's all flat, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. I don't think so because um, they have this little waiting area here. Maybe because it's at it from a different angle. It just looked wrong because yeah. if that alcove is there. Yeah. That yeah. means it's a room on the other side. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's not his bathroom.
0: No. Yeah. What would be in there? We'll have to just
1: look at a different
0: episode. Yeah. I think that you can see the lighting here. There's like a big, huge light above Bruce's door. Um, I think you can see like some of the lighting anyway to be
1: determined we will look again okay so at 7 30 a.m and she says how did it go he took richie to the airport and he's getting very defensive in this scene because she's asking him did you drop him off or did you walk him in did you take him to the gate did you wait till the plane left and mm-hmm. she says you love him and he's like leave me alone please wow he didn't want to get into that Can you leave me alone? (laughs) And the other thing is, if his flight left at 6.45, how the heck did he get back to Blue Moon at 7.30?
0: Yes, I know. Blue Moon is not that close to the airport if it's in, like, Century City, and, yeah, that would be too tight. But you know what? It's funny. I'm looking at the scene now. There's a big, huge clock in his office, and the clock says 5.25, or (laughs) it has a totally different time on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) like a quarter to five. I can't tell if, if the second hand is going around or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyway, it's not 7.30 in the morning. What's Maddie doing there at 7.30 in the morning, for God's sake? She usually comes in at nine, doesn't she? Yeah, exactly. They don't have to be in until nine. Because he's always in before her. Yeah. Well, they never make it seem like that either, you know? Mm. Anyway, yes, he's very closed off and defensive about it. But maybe it's because he doesn't want to admit that he loves his brother. He doesn't want to admit the emotional part of it. She's trying to get him to, you know, admit you do love your brother. Yeah, because it's not a macho thing to admit. Right. And the whole time he's been like saying how much the guy annoys him and I hate him and all this other stuff. So for him to be like, you know, she's trying to find out by his actions, right? His actions are going to show her. Did you drop him at the curb or did you walk him in? Walked him in. Did you walk him to the gate, which you could do back then? You can't do these days. Yeah. Remember the days, Grace? I remember the days. I know. My ex-boyfriend used to wait for me. As I came off the, the plane and walked off the plane, he'd be at the end of the the gangplank there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Like people could go like all the way into the gate. As long as you went through security. Oh my God. Now people can't do that at all. You know, as soon as you came off the plane, your like loved one would be just standing right there for you. Mm. Pretty cool. Things have changed. Like things have changed a lot. Used to be as long as you went through security, you didn't have to have a ticket to get on a plane. You could just go right through. But anyway, he walked into the gate. Imagine that walked him to
1: the gate. That was normal in the 80s. Yeah, watch the plane take off. Watch it take off. Yeah, oh, it's so nice. He's really changed his view on his brother now. He's realised. He yeah. goes, I really do love that guy. And how then, about you? Yeah, and how about you? And she made the mistake of saying, "How about me?" What every time there's a question that you want answered, there's a block put in there by the writers. It's like, <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's true. They always make us wait. They always punish us, as uh, Scott Ryan says, right, Punishment
1: Television. Mm. It's really creative writing too how the way they've written it, without them saying how they feel, she says, I would have dropped him at the terminal. In yeah. other words, I like you better than him. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. In other words, I'm not in love with them. Yeah. I don't love him.
1: David goes, cross your heart, and she crosses her heart. I said, you always this much fun this early in the morning? <laughs> You're going to die wondering. <laughs> and guess what? No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not going to die wondering. And
0: is she that much fun in the morning?
1: No, she's not. She's not. Even with Sam, it was like, oh, you know, like, come on, cheer up. Will you? You've just slept with Mark Harmon for heaven's sake. What is wrong with you? I'm getting ahead of myself.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, not to get ahead of ourselves, but yes, she's not fun in the morning. We see that later. But anyway, we digress. A very cute and wonderful first opening season episode of Moonlighting for season
1: two. Yes, it was a great opener for season two, especially the intro really broke the fourth wall. Nobody, Yep. I don't know if nobody had ever done it before, but it yep. just wasn't done. And- I know
0: other shows, had done it in the past but it probably been a few decades there were definitely some other shows that broke the fourth wall i think it was like um george burns and his wife had a show together and he would turn to the camera and talk to the camera sometimes yeah um i remember reading that somewhere but for 80s television for this time for this only being the eighth episode of of a new series you know it was damn It was was daring. It was different. And like Glenn just took chances and risks and he just, it was spontaneous. He probably really did just write it in the moment practically and just like call them to set and have them just say it. And yes, we get very much blurred lines. We get um, some inklings about their relationship here. We meet David's family and find out more about him as a teen and things like that. We see a different side of Maddie with how she flirts and her
1: feelings for David. Yeah. And we see a different side of Agnes. She's really, um, her character is definitely progressing. She's getting more yeah. to say and she's standing up for herself. So good on her. Yes. We see more from Agnes. Just a nice, solid
0: episode of Moonlighting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it ticks so many boxes, you know? I mean, what's not to like?
1: We can tell even from our Facebook group fans and Instagram fans that this is one of the favorites. They mention it. Yeah.
0: All. Yeah, that's true. Yes, very much a fan favorite episode. Everyone loves Richie and yes, and, you know, get more of Agnes, which everyone likes. And so one thing um, we didn't really mention in the beginning, but Glenn loves a twist on a title. So Brother Can You Blonde is obviously a, a twist on Brother Can You a Dime, which was, was a documentary about the Great Depression. Um, but anyway, you know, he loves to take like a um, kind of famous title and put his own twist on it.
1: Yeah, and, and attach a story to it.
0: The other thing we didn't talk about either is the music change where they use this Patty LaBelle song here, which was the original music. And then later, in a later episode, when it was put out in DVDs, they changed it to um, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. The music was changed at some point. Well, my DVD set has Patty LaBelle. Okay. Um, it was like second round of DVDs. There must have been a copyright issue. So... I'll try to find an example of it, but, um, yep. yep. Um, so those two, two things are kind of interesting. Let me check real quick now. I'm going to play something. In the straight poop, okay, this is where I think it is. In the straight poop, when they flash back to Maddie and Richie dancing, I think they play natural woman.
1: And yeah. you know what else? The William Tell Overture in The Lady in the Iron Mask is also in the straight poop but it's not in the original episode. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny how they were allowed to put it on the straight poop, but it wasn't in the original episodes.
0: Yeah, very weird. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's funny with the music how they had to change it at certain times. Um, So in summary, we've had no door slams. In this episode, we've had six outfit changes. Oh, my gosh. She came out of the elevator no singing Bruce, no Agnes rhymes. And we had the two songs. So for the love of money by the OJs. And if you, if only you knew by Patti LaBelle.
0: You know, what is just so surprising is that there's no door slams. It's such a staple of the show. And, you know, here we are episode eight and it still hasn't happened.
1: I know. It's so funny how we just assumed how it was all the way through, but they only probably discovered it by accident once and thought, Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. I know They even reference it in the Ninja Turtles movie I think I've put it on the Facebook page before But that cracks me up every time The two characters are fighting She goes in one room, slams the door He goes in the other room, slams the door And the two Ninja Mm -hmm. Turtles are sitting there And they go, gee, it's kind of like Moonlighting, isn't it? You know, (laughs) it's hilarious So Moonlighting's been referenced elsewhere So that's good I know,
0: yeah, it's been referenced on a lot of shows at that time
1: it's now time for Moonlight Trivia.
0: <laughs> I can't wait questions. to see what,
1: what you're asking me next week. <laughs> I think I've got some good ones for you. Yeah, I don't think I might have that crash shot for this episode because I only thought of it at the end. Anyway, flip a coin. Yeah, you can flip. go. Flip a Krugerand. a Krugerand. <laughs> flip a Krugerrand. <laughs> go ahead. So in the intro, when Maddie and David are welcoming the viewers back, He turns to turn the projector on (laughs) and there is an item next to the projector. Can you name it, please? An ashtray. There's a
0: little pink box and there's also an ashtray.
1: Very good. Thank you. Good girl. That's awesome. Okay, so when Navarone's car flips, it flips because there's another car there and it flips on another car. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's a car there and it it goes towards that car and it it flips. What color is the car? Not Navarone's car, the other car. It's maroon. Yeah, close enough. Yep. I was going to say red, but that's close enough. Yep. Gee, you're very good. Good today. I'm on it. You are on it. I'm going for three. (laughs) When they ring KRKD, what number caller wins the $4,000? Oh, um, 22nd. Twenty. Oh, I think it's the 20, it? I think it's the twenty seventh. Wow! I took what it as it? the twenty seventh. Oh no! Now I'm going to have to go and have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> hold on! I wrote it
0: down. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, okay, that's so funny. All right, we'll listen to it now. I wrote twenty second, and you heard 27th. I heard twenty seventh. Yes. Oh okay. my gosh! Okay, hold
1: on. Okay, can, you can, get that one right. <laughs> We, we can settle this right now. Hold on. Oh, no, she's going to put it on. So we call the number 22. He says it again. Oh, okay, 22. But he says it again, but, but he says, he doesn't it say 22.
0: 22. It was just the 22nd through on
1: our And uh, so I had my soundbar on and my subwoofer and surround sound, and I still couldn't bloody hear it. <laughs> I got three for three. Oh, my God, it's not my day
0: today. I had some of the same ones, if you can believe it. Um, I know it's hard to stump us. We're getting too good. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. The first question is there is a marquee that announces Richard's show outside of the hotel that he's doing his little show, right? Yes. Yeah. Because like um, Richard Addison, Finn and Rich. Prime Rib Dinner. How much is the prime
1: rib dinner? $7.95. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would love to have a prime rib dinner for $7.95 right now. <laughs> oh Yes, I know.
0: Okay. Speaking of radio callers, what number did you have to call? What was the number he gave to call?
1: Five, 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 one, two, three, four. We're too good. Oh, my God. The other one
0: was the items next to the um, projector. So we had the same one there.
1: Yeah, I didn't look at the other thing. I just looked at the glass
0: ashtray. Yeah, there was like a little pink box. I think maybe it was to hold cigarettes or something. I'm not sure. That was good. We both were at 100% today. Oh, I have one more question for you. I had one in my back pocket. When David returns the crossbow, uh, what was the refund for the crossbow?
1: Oh, come on.
0: (laughs) Oh, did I stump Grace? The guy counted back the money to him and even the chain. Yeah.
1: I think he says 50 cents at the end of it. I don't know, 37, that comes to my mind, 137, I don't know, something like that, no? <laughs> How much was it? Really.
0: $449.73. For a crossbow? Yep, $449.70, one, 7123
1: cents, he said. One, two, three cents, oh, well, I got that wrong. Yeah, hmm. we came up with good questions. Very good question, Shauna, you stumped me. I did. You're hard to stump too. So I'm feeling pretty good today. You're feeling good, you're having a good day? <laughs> yeah. Now, Shauna, is yep. this episode in your top 10? Mm, it's not. <gasps> no.
0: Really? I like it. I wouldn't put it in my top 10 though.
1: What about you? This episode is in my top 10. Wow. Yep. That's great. We finally got one for Grace. <laughs> I
0: know. I think I have one for me and you have one now too, right? Yes.
1: Yep. Very hard to bring
0: it down to 10. Very hard. They're still trying to figure out what game they were playing because I know I've read it somewhere. The game board is definitely not Trivial Pursuit. Well, first of all, they're drinking champagne, so they're drinking. They've got the Trivial Pursuit cards. The game board almost looks like the game Clue where it has like different rooms and stuff like that because Trivial Pursuit has that one circle in the middle and there's all these game pieces scattered around the board in all different colors which wouldn't even make sense anyway if you're playing a game yeah how the
1: game is set up doesn't make sense at all I think the set decorator is just getting creative with colors and things on the on the coffee table it's a bit early to be drinking champagne didn't she just leave the office it couldn't possibly be after 12 Mm. I know well since she was out late she may have gone
0: into the office a little bit later maybe she got to the office about 10 10 30 she went to meet Richie maybe this is about eleven thirty or noon stop making excuses for her <laughs> Maddie's having fun and you know what Maddie doesn't always have fun so I'm going to give her this one mm-hmm. I like this when he kicks the door open you're like did he just break her lock or what <laughs> <laughs> So funny.
1: all right Shauna that was great talking to you about brother can you spare a blonde I've been really hanging out to talk about this episode Grace, it is so great to be back talking
0: to you about Moonlighting. I've really missed our time together and missed talking about these episodes. Really looking forward to discussing Season 2. Next week, Season 2,
1: Episode 2. Yes, The Lady in the Iron Mask. An episode full of sadness, laughter, intrigue, four black dresses with lilac trim, and the Moonlighting version of The Crying Game. This is one funny episode. Can't wait to talk to you about that one. Very interesting episode. Funny and a bit dark. Funny and dark at the same time. But it works well. It works well together. Yes. Different type of episode. It's kind of different. And I visited some of the locations
0: in the episode, which I will tell you about next week.
1: That's great. I'm looking forward to it. Well, until next time. I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. Thank, Thank you for, you for listening, listening to, to Moonlighting in the, the Podcast. podcast.